0: When I'm working on the microbiome and the gut, I see a lot of these vitamins and minerals go up, right, in blood work. It's a really good first step. And long term, it really helps support our hormones, right? So working on those detox pathways and gut health is definitely a major first step.
1: Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy, and become the CEO of Your Health. Let's jump on in. Now, I'll be the first to say that our hormones are beautifully complex, powerful, adaptive, and incredible at multitasking. And due to their nature, they can be disrupted too. I'll be honest, our hormones were not really ready for this fast-paced, highly productive, modern life with modern food choices and toxins. And because of this, when I mention the word hormones, rarely do we think of them as our superpower. No, we often think of them as the bane of our existence. Understandably so. But it's rarely our hormones that are causing all of the issues that are going on that we will be talking about in today's interview. Now, I love talking about root causes because it's important that we stop shooting the messenger, AKA our hormones, which are literally chemical messengers. And today I invited two of my favorite women health practitioners. Dr. Becky and Dr. Crystal, to break down the most common hormone issues that arise in women and what are the causes behind it, along with the things that we can do right now to get our hormones working for us again. Now, before I bring these two amazing women, who are also known as the healthy babes, I'm going to quickly introduce them. Dr. Becky Campbell and Dr. Crystal Hone are board-certified doctors of natural medicine who were initially introduced to functional medicine as patients, like so many of us are. Now, both Becky and Crystal struggle with hormone issues that their doctors couldn't solve. Many of these issues are what they see in their patients today, and they have made it their mission to help their patients around the world through their virtual practice, and along with their Health Babes podcast and their new book, The Health Babes Guide to Balancing Hormones. So without further ado, let's welcome them to the show. Welcome to the show, to the Essentially You podcast, Dr. Crystal, Dr. Becky Campbell. How are you guys doing? How are you ladies doing today? Happy New Year.
2: Happy New Year. We're doing well. We're busy bees this week, but we are doing well.
1: Absolutely. No, I can imagine. I, you have a book coming out and just a lot of energy around that. And so what I would love to, I know Dr. Becky Campbell, honey, I've had you on the show before. Yeah. Dr. Crystal, this is the first time you were on the show and I would just love to hear how you two came together to be this powerful, healthy babes
0: duo. Thank you so much for that amazing intro. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, me and Beth. Yeah, we've known each We've yeah. went to school together. So we we've did.
2: known each other forever. And I started in functional medicine a little bit ahead because mm-hmm. I was sick during college. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. I went to a bunch of different doctors. Nobody knew anything, of course. My labs were quote unquote normal. Turns out I had Hashimoto's, so hypothyroidism, and a lot of symptoms, just gaining weight, very tired, brain fog, hair falling out. And I found someone who actually not only helped me find that diagnosis, but who helped me figure out why, like what was driving my issue, which was really, really important. And then later I found out with the remainder of the symptoms that I had, that I had a histamine intolerance with something called mast cell activation syndrome. So those are the kind of the things that I focus on. When I was on here last time, I think Maritza, we talked about thyroid health. And then Crystal and I were you know, we were always talking and she started having some issues of her own.
0: Yeah. So especially after kids, us moms <laughs> take on a lot and our hormones change and I started having kids after opening up a practice and going through grad school, yada, 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 lots and lots of stress. So I started noticing that I was gaining a lot of weight. I was feeling like a lot of inner rage symptoms, almost like I was crawling out of my skin, which is so not like me. I'm a pretty easygoing person. And so I was like, I have functional testing, You know, doing some thorough blood work, really assessing my hormones, diving into gut health. And- I figured out that I, I was dealing with a lot of estrogen dominance. I was dealing with a lot of infections in the gut. And once I really started to dive into that and work on a lot of these underlying drivers, I noticed a lot of these symptoms really started to go away. And that's when I started functional medicine. You know, we all kind of get started in it wanting to help people when we know how much it's helped us, right? We, I feel like we all kind of do that as practitioners. So that's my story. And with me and back, I had my own practice. And I was getting ready to make some big transitions in it. And Becky was like, this is when Beck was really just getting really busy in the practice. And she was like, Crystal, just come join me. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what we did. I I joined her practice with her. We still see patients together in her practice. Virtually. Yeah, virtually. But we also started the health babes. One day we were like, you know, we really need to start talking about different health topics and the things we see in practice. And I was like, why don't we start a podcast? And we did just overnight, we made that decision. And then the Health Babes brand was created. So we wrote our first book together, which we'll talk a little bit about today. And we are also creating programs. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been a whirlwind. Beck is absolutely amazing to work with. She's one of my sisters now. So I'm really thankful to be here. And yeah, it's been
1: amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. I love both of your journeys. I love that we need more functional female doctors out there who really understand a lot of the symptoms and issues that women are dealing with. You know, I know that you both are seeing patients right now virtually, and kind of what you were experiencing in practice and what you've seen in practice over the years, not only from your own experience in your own issues, but really feeling compelled and inspired to share this on the show would you be willing to share on this show some of the most common issues you're seeing in women right now?
2: Oh, yeah. We work a lot with hormones, gut health, and a lot with histamine intolerance Mm -hmm. just because of the previous books that I've written. So we kind of draw those people in. But really, we're kind of looking, okay, what's driving those issues. So we see a lot of estrogen dominance. And we see that because of all the things we're being exposed to with our products and just our environment in general. We see like mycotoxin illness driving a lot of issues in people. We see stress driving a lot of hormone issues, you know, affecting the cortisol, which is affecting the thyroid, which is affecting the sex hormones. And definitely the gut. We work with so many issues that have to do with the gut and the gut health kind of drives so many of our other issues and, you know, just people just not really understanding the food component because it's very confusing. And there's a lot of misinformation yeah. online or the, the, strong, the strong views one way or another and making it seem like everyone should be doing the exact same thing, which we don't believe that. So that's kind of what we see. And then we work with people based on all of that stuff. And we try to make an individual plan to, to address it.
1: Hmm. I agree with you. So much of what you're seeing is, is what I saw and what women are reaching out to me in the community all the time. And I know that you know, you're right. Everybody's different and food needs and regarding what's going on with their hormones, their digestive system, if they're dealing with some type of infection of some kind, some kind of opportunistic, like a mycotoxin, as you mentioned, there are tailor-made solutions that I think we need to account for. What I would love to speak into, you know, because I know such a big part of this is a lot of the common drivers that are impacting our gut health, our hormone health, that many of us can absolutely benefit from getting rid of. Right. So would you share a little bit about some of the common drivers, things that you just see show up over and over and over again? And whether it's lifestyle or it's food, I think it's just important that we highlight it's like a reminder. Sometimes we just need to be told again, yeah, yeah, you know that that two glasses of wine on a Friday and a Wednesday and a Monday night probably aren't serving you.
0: Yes. Well, unfortunately, they taste
2: delicious, we've but- been told that, you know, wine,
1: you have to have wine every day to be healthy. So yeah.
2: I think people get the wrong idea. But we definitely can see that one of the biggest issues that people have is the way that they push toxins out of the body we're exposed to so many things in our environment. And then we kind of hold on to them because we have different ways that our body is meant to push those out, whether it's sweating, peeing, pooping, you know, the liver has a huge part in all of this. So we see a lot of people with detox issues, which leads to the way that they feel, you know, moodiness or an excess of certain hormones So we always start with that. We start with gently supporting the the detox pathways and getting people really good at pushing those toxins out. And then we look at gut health. So, you know, we're looking to see, do you have a yeast overgrowth? Do you have opportunistic bacteria? Do you have H. pylori, parasites, leaky gut? A lot of the foods that we eat, the chemicals and the inflammatory ingredients, they're causing our gut to become leaky. And that makes us more susceptible to getting these infections. And to having inflammation, which leads to a lot of other health issues. So, definitely the gut, we think, is something that we probably see the biggest issue with that leads to the most problems. Mm-hmm. And then, we, a lot of people are under an you know, enormous amount of stress, or they don't know how to tolerate the stress that they're under. And that leads to issues with their adrenal glands, which our adrenal glands secrete different hormones. Cortisol is one of them, it's our stress hormone. And too much cortisol causes an issue across the board. It increases our thyroid stimulating hormone. It signals the thyroid gland to stop producing as much thyroid hormone. So a lot of people become hypothyroid. And then that leads to weight gain and digestive issues and all the things that come along with hypothyroidism. And then a lot of people talk about genetic mutations. We're not huge into that um, as far as being experts on that, but we know that there are a lot of genetic mutations that. Are pretty common that we see in the practice and we try to help support those mutations and then we also see a lot with the working on the mitochondria so the mitochondria is the part of the cell that produces energy and it and more importantly it's not just the part that produces energy but it also helps with releasing and producing hormones so regulators of the thyroid hormone regulating insulin So it's really, really important to support the mitochondria. And we can talk about kind of how we do that in a little bit. And I was just going to say, and then some other stuff like environmental and emotional factors, you know, so the mycotoxins, they're becoming more here, more and more and more people, especially where I live in Florida, but really all over dealing with mold. And that's really affecting people's health really, really badly. We see it a lot. really, yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, getting those xenoestrogens from things like plastics and makeup and things we clean our house with and heavy metals we're getting from our water and from, depending on your age, dental work and all that stuff. And then even trauma, trauma is something that's finally being talked about more. But trauma is a really big driver of so many actual physical issues that people are having. So we try to kind of address all of that. And that's really the whole point of what we try to do with this book is to try to open people's eyes to the things that drive our issues and try to teach you how to deal with those.
1: And it can be a lot. You know, I think about all the different
0: Yeah, stress really. Stress and
1: trauma, and perceived stress, and then opportunistics, leaky gut, liver issues. Yeah, certain foods that are causing you know inflammatory cascades. I mean, it can get a little bit. It can feel like, gosh, I don't know where to start. And what I would love to do is one of the things you said really earlier was that detoxification, gently opening up those pathways, making sure that those are working properly. It's one of the first places. And so I'm guessing that the gut and the liver are two areas that are always probably on the docket. Yeah. It's some
0: of the first things that we look at with patients. And it's still, I feel it's talked about a lot in the functional world, as I'm sure you hear and you work with too, Dr. Maritza. But when it comes to, especially in, with women with hormones and men, you, you have to make sure that you are mm-hmm. supporting those natural detox pathways, because it's these pathways, they're working for us all the time. But with the amount of stress that we're under, the foods that we're eating, the chemicals that are in our foods, the things that we're exposed to that we just can't help either, right? The air that we breathe, these systems, these detox pathways, they get overburdened. So you really have to baby them and work with them. So we really love starting, especially before working on the gut, we love to implement slowly, of course, and, and I do recommend working with somebody with some of these things because sometimes doing this a little too fast can make you feel icky. It really can. So you do want to go slow with some of these things, but things like castor oil packs, gentle castor oil packs over the liver or even over the abdomen is really, really good. You can do Epsom salt baths gentle dry brushing. We love doing anything to really help facilitate and really help move these pathways. Sweating. Sweating, pooping, peeing, right? All these things that we should be doing every day to help our body process a lot of our our natural processes but they get overburdened, right? So we love to baby those areas. And of course, there's so many different types of supports out there, right? Especially for the liver and and things you can do to really help that, but again, you want to be careful with them. You also want to be working with somebody too, to make sure your body can handle them and make sure it's right for you. Right. Yeah. If you can. And then as far as gut health, absolutely. You know, especially when you're working with hormones, a lot of our hormones are metabolized in the gut. So we need to make sure we are, you know, metabolizing them in the liver as best as we can. And we want to be pushing them right through the bile and stool and through the urine. So a lot of the times when we see infections in the gut, like Dr. Campbell was just kind of talking about some of those drivers, it can really hinder the way that our thyroid hormone converts. It can really hinder the way that our estrogen is pushed out. So we are always looking into the gut. And when you're working with hormones too, a lot of the times with these infections in the gut, we're just not absorbing the nutrients and the supplements that we're taking. Or in the foods that we're eating as best as we can. So, we see so much iron deficiency and, and methylation issues in the practice and in other supporting cofactors like mineral, copper, and yeah. zinc and, and minerals, Deficiencies. right? Which is so important for our hormones. So, a lot of the times when I'm working on the microbiome and the gut, I see a lot of these vitamins and minerals go up, right, in blood work. It's a really good first step in long term it really helps support our hormones, right? So working on those detox pathways and gut health is definitely a major first step as I'm sure it is for you too, right? When working with
1: patients. So I love the gentle approach right? Because if these pathways aren't properly working, and you go full tilt into a detox protocol, right, it just ends up backfiring. It's a very uncomfortable experience. Right. Yeah, you
2: can get a lot, you're a lot more symptomatic. <laughs> on the yeah,
1: even on the skin, I've seen oh, you know, oh, women yeah. with horrible rashes and just really struggling with severe migraines and headaches. And yeah, it can get even anxiety, it can get so uncomfortable. And so I'm so glad that and I love the gentle approach, you know, One of the things I've always believed or at least have believed for a while now is that there's ways to gently detox pretty much every day, you know, to help facilitate detoxification. And so I would love because I know people are always looking for, like you had mentioned, having a practitioner, having a functional doctor, someone like yourself would be the optimal solution. But I know that not everyone can make that happen for a number of reasons. And so I'd love to talk a little bit about what can we do? We know it's the daily actions. It's the daily lifestyle. It's the daily environmental pollutants that are adding up over time, right? Especially for all the women that are listening to the show, everyone's moving a mile a minute, handling a lot of things. I clocked 18,000 steps yesterday. Oh my gosh. Get it girl. Woo! 7,700.
0: <laughs> you go after it.
1: Let's, and you know, and I was taking down, we were out of town this weekend. And so I was doing all the decorations were coming down. I was getting the house in order. We kicked off a 14 day detox with our community today that we were gearing up for. So I was food prepping. I mean, I was everywhere. Like I clocked at least 12,000 steps just in my home. And it's really fascinating to me, like wearing a Fitbit I can imagine if all the moms wore Fitbits and the dads did too, that women would literally just be running circles around
2: them. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) On average.
1: But I was thinking the busyness of, of all of us, but that there are micro choices, small choices, things that we're doing every single day that are moving us either towards inflammation or moving us towards a place of health and vitality. And I find that those first step, even like you said, the gentle way of approaching our health and our wellness and our detoxification and our hormone support, I feel like especially this time of the year, the beginning of the year, as we're recovering from all of the blood sugar deregulation, we're recovering from all the inflammation, we're recovering from just the stress of the holidays, we're kicking off this new year. And for some of us, like it really does need to be pretty simple to get started, like non-negotiables, that if we could just do these three things or these five things, integrate them daily, like, and we are consistent with those over time, we would start to see the needle move and we would start to be inspired to do more.
2: Right. And we actually dedicated a whole chapter in the book to this. We call it getting down in business because we want you to be able to take things away and do them at home. And there really are things that you can do. So one thing is you really want to focus on your food, like eating better, not eating less. People think, oh, I need to stop eating so much right. or whatever. It's not that it's that you need to be prioritizing what is nutrient dense and what's going to give your body what it needs versus cutting your calories. So that is something that everybody can do.
1: Right, so don't cut your calories and still eat ultra processed foods.
2: Right, Right. exactly. (laughs) Don't eat those 100 calorie pack chips Lord, Right, yeah, eat whole foods, like real food that is going to actually give your body what it needs. And then definitely you want to make sure you're pooping. I mean, everyone loves to poop. I know that my day is not good if I don't start it off with a poop. Yep. So if you're not pooping, there's things you can do. You know, you have to find out why you're not pooping, but, you know, making sure you're taking a probiotic, making sure you're eating enough fiber, making sure you're eating enough fat because Mm -hmm. we want to make sure that we're lubricated in our colon. So those things, and we go into a lot of that in the book, we tell you exactly what to eat. And then, with for the liver, you know, you can take an Epsom salt bath. I take an Epsom salt bath almost every night. It helps me feel more calm, and it also is helping to open my detox pathways. You can get these castor oil packs. We love from uh, Queen of Thrones. Mm-hmm. We that's one we use. Yeah, you tie those on and you go to bed.
1: Yeah, and you. She makes it so easy. I, I know, know. she does. Yeah.
2: You wake up, you take it off, and you're good. You feel better, and then. We like to talk about the three S's, which is sex, stress, and sleep. Woohoo. So, <laughs> so we want to be having an orgasm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't have to be every day, but you know, why not? It's really good. So try, whether it's with yourself or with someone else, having an orgasm is really good for our hormones. And then some people find the ways that we talk about stress now more stressful. Like yeah. when you're saying do a meditation program or do this okay. or do that. Sometimes that's too much for people journaling, whatever it is. So we say, yes, do those things if that feels good too, or just learn to, to take things off your plate, mm-hmm. like say no to things. That's something that everybody can incorporate into their lives. And then getting into a healthy sleep routine, making sure you're in bed by a decent time, making sure you're not falling asleep at the TV, making sure that if you're a light sleeper, try a sound machine, try wearing eye covers making sure it's the temperature is cold, you know, things like that. Those things, just doing those things can drastically change the way that you feel.
1: I agree. I think about the sleep routine that we have for our toddler. Mm-hmm. Noise machine, books, pajamas. It's a whole thing, right? It's a whole routine.
2: <laughs> and uh, what's it called? Um, essential oils. Yes. <laughs>
1: essential oils. Oh, yeah. He's got his, he, we call sleep memes. Oh, I love that. And so he calls it his Mimi's blend yeah. mm-hmm. and we put his Mimi's blend on every night. And so, yeah, we have this, this, whole routine. It's very consistent every single night, the same thing. It was like, how did we lose track of that? Like, how did that not carry through?
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 And you have to do it for yourself.
1: We definitely need it. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Also too real, especially with hormones as women shift from perimenopause to menopause, and we, we have all these changes and, and the stresses on our bodies, you got to make sure you're regulating that blood sugar and getting in enough good, complete protein sources. I can't protein. stress that enough um, with what I see with patients. So really making sure you're getting in those animal protein sources. I like to try to push for a gram, you know, yeah, about a yeah, gram, a
2: little less, maybe per, per pound, pound, pound of body, of body weight. weight of animal protein.
1: And you guys do recommend per pound of body weight or per pound of lean body mass? Do you have a preference?
0: Yeah, for goal body weight, right? What What is a healthy body weight right. for you? So and if it's a little bit too much, just really try to get there, right? Because sometimes some patients have a hard time if they were eating 60 grams of protein a day, and they're trying to work up to 120, right? It, it can be a little much.
1: Yeah, that's double, right?
0: It is it can be hard. So when we're work, just listen to your body and focus on at least trying to get like 30 grams at least per meal, right? And, and get balanced meals in. So when you're getting protein, make sure there is some fat, make sure there's color, fiber to really help regulate and keep those blood sugar spikes pretty stable, right? When I'm finding patients when they're really struggling with blood sugar, their body can only concentrate on that. So you have so many of these other processes happening in your body with hormones, but if your blood sugar is always up and down, your body is going to be in that stress state and it just is a domino effect, right? With other imbalances. So I just wanted to touch base on blood sugar because it really is important, you know, with focusing on foods.
1: I'd love to steer the conversation really quickly over there. I talk a lot about blood sugar here on the show and a lot of ways to regulate it. Again, especially coming out of the holidays when we have these this month or even two months, where it maybe we're not paying as much of attention to it. Yeah, it doesn't just bounce back super fast. No, I wish it did. <laughs> over 15% of us, if not more, have blood sugar deregulation. And over time, it gets worse and worse. And so oh, I'd love to talk a little bit about it's so critical that we are loving up on our gut and our liver. But equally as important is helping to support our blood sugar. And so what are some of the recommendations you love to give that feel doable for people, right? Obviously ultra processed food out, protein in, right? That's going to be huge fiber in, but love to hear some more things.
2: And yeah. we say not to eat carbs on their own because mm-hmm. protein and fat helps slow down the absorption. hmm So that's really important. A lot of people will just eat fruit as a snack. And we're like, no, why don't we add something to that, like some type of animal protein?
1: Well, especially if you are insulin resistant, which so many of us, especially we're talking about perimenopause and demenopause, that's just going to happen. So yeah, so I would say no, never dessert on your own either. No, no,
0: absolutely not.
1: And if you're going to do it always after a meal, I honestly say preferably at lunch, because we are more insulin sensitive during the day. Yeah. But yeah, even fruit is a consideration, Yep. you know, it should be with, with a protein source, or at least with a fat source, like, like an apple and almonds, something like that. Right, right.
2: And a lower glycemic, you know, and fruit, for right. Sure.
0: And then making sure you're starting your day off with a good amount of protein, right? So even if it's always, yeah. yeah, so if you're having a hard time getting in, like 40 grams of protein, right with the breakfast, that's okay start a little bit slower, but start in the morning getting a good amount because it really does set your day off right. And especially for cycling women, like sometimes I'll see a lot of women in this shift from perimenopause to menopause where their hormones are a little going up and down and, and depending on what else is going on in the body. But when you see these shifts and you're not getting in enough protein and you're not and you're fasting a lot too, you're working out with fasting, especially when you're in that luteal phase, when you're when your estrogen rises and you're getting up to bleed again, right? You have to really baby that process. So when you're fasting, working out, and you're not getting in enough protein, I really find it can just make your cycles that much worse. You have to be careful with that. So Starting your day off with good amount of protein. If you fast, make sure you do it gently with the help of somebody, I really do feel that way. you know, in that follicular phase, your, your body is a little bit more stable. You don't have as many, hormonal fluctuations, you know. So I do like fasting more in that in that follicular phase. And just make sure you're getting in protein, especially in
1: in that luteal phase. I so appreciate you telling us. I just had Dr. Minnie Pels on the show when we were talking about fasting for in our cycle and what does that look like, you know, because her book is called Fast Like a Girl. And during that luteal phase, it's really fascinating because you we all know that we're more insulin resistant during that phase out (laughs) and it's not the time to push it ever, you know what I'm saying? You want the wheels to fall off, go follicular phase at the end of your luteal phase.
0: Yeah, so true. It's yeah. so true.
1: And so although we should be mindful of the fact that we are more insulin resistant during that part of the, which I feel is just really a conundrum in some ways, but that you're feeding yourself really, really yummy squashes, and just the super yummy vegetables and color of the rainbow, you're still honoring and taking time, I just really feel out your body, maybe no fasting, like especially that that second week, it just put it to the wayside yep. mm-hmm. and give yourself the real love and nourishment that your body deserves. It's yes. so true. And you have your body's really good at telling you mm-hmm. too,
2: what it likes, you know.
1: And no, it's not a time for ice cream and wine either. Goodness knows. It's a time for nourishing your body. You know, where I think it gets really, and I'm sure you see this in the labs and you see this in a lot of the women coming into your practice, but yeah, where I feel like it's really dicey is that perimenopause into menopause transition because it's, gosh, you really have to listen. What was working as intermittent fasting, you were killing it. You felt great. In your 20s. Yeah, it's 30s, <laughs> 30s, maybe mid-30s. <laughs> it is it's not going to work like that for you at 44 or 45 and we've got to be okay with those pivots as well. And so, I was just curious because I'm always interested in hearing what are some of the pivots that you see like where the juice is worth the squeeze cuz you and we all know there has to be pivots. This is where so much is on the line as far as I'm concerned and what I see, you know, we see more autoimmune conditions coming around this time. We see the gut and liver very burdened, a lot of estrogen dominance, but also significant blood sugar regulation and it can be so hard to put your finger on the kind of pivots that are going to get you back to baseline. And there's obviously a level of surrender, right? Because things are all over the place. And that's just what is meant to be to some degree. But we can put some, I what I can say, gentle, loving, pivoting parameters around these changes so that we can just ease into that next transition. Yeah.
2: Are you asking us what those are?
1: Yes. It can be everything, whatever feels, like I said, I love like the kind of the small hinges that are opening the door wide. So absolutely diet could be a big part of this movement. I don't know if you're recommending heavier weights at this time, obviously more protein. We don't want to lose the muscle mass, right? Mm -hmm. Being viciously protective about your sleep, things along those lines where we really have to like, we got to get set to go. Yes. So
0: first and foremost, we all need to, of course, look at our diets. You want to personally me and Dr. Campbell absolutely love organ meats. They're extremely nutrient dense. So making sure you're getting in protein, includes some organ meats, lots of colorful. Personally, when I see women, especially going from that perimenopause to menopause, the body is very stressed. So I want to eliminate as much stress as I can. So with foods, especially vegetables, a lot of those plant antigens, I like them cooked, right? To really give the, it's very easy for the body to digest. So getting in a lot of really good fiber, plants, veggies, good fats, right? We want really, really good fats with our protein and veggie. And then of course, starchy tubers, which is like, you know, sweet potatoes, cassava, butternut butternut squash, things like that. So diet-wise, Just we want to lower as much inflammation as we can and nourish the body in a healthy way, right? And we want to make sure we're eating enough, like Dr. Campbell was talking about a little bit earlier. And then, of course, when I'm working with patients, the biggest thing is you want, there's so much we can do in our life to support our hormones, even outside of testing, right? That are easy, that we need to prioritize. So, making sure that we are making sleep a priority, having a good bedtime routine, making sure that we're really putting in proper stress management techniques. We can't take stress away, right? We, to say that, it just can, it kind of boils my blood a little bit because it's like not everybody can quit their job and things like that. So, what we want to do is do healthy habits to really help their bodies adapt to stress better. So, sleep. Diet, stress management, move the body. Even if you get 10,000 steps a day, personally, for me, weight training, especially with even cycling women, perimenopause, and menopausal women, you need to be lifting weights. It's very important. Your muscle is an organ. And so you want to make sure that you're babying that area, especially as we become more insulin resistant, shifting into that menopausal state. And then, of course, we want joy. We want joy in our life. You have to be having fun to support your hormones. And we live in a very busy, busy era where we're just driving, 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 right? With the amount of things we have to do, taking care of families, all the things. So you want to make sure that you are making time to have fun. And I know this is something that I'm working on personally <laughs> with everything. I have that one nailed Yeah, down. Beck's got that nailed <laughs> down. That's why I'm here. We're definitely concentrating on having some more fun. But lifestyle wise, there's so much if you hone those foundational tools in for your hormones, it is the best thing you can do. And then of course, diving into some thorough testing, right? You can we personally love working with the Dutch test We to look at and assess hormones, run some blood work, look at your nutrient status, look at how your inflammation is. There's so many things you can look at, your blood sugar, and then of course, gut, right? You want to dive into your gut. We really created this book to give people foundational, easy takeaways to really start working and balancing hormones, and if you need to dive in a little bit further, functional testing is absolutely amazing for that.
1: Thank you so much. I felt so good. Like that just really felt like a kind of a path to that kind of tearing up of what it can look like to really get that optimal health. And I love that fun and joy is a part of it. And I also I know that you guys do a phenomenal job at covering all of these bases inside of the book. So can you talk a little bit about the book? And where we can get it? So
2: the book is I have, and if anyone else has my other books, I have a very specific way I like to set books up, which is easy to read.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs>
2: we want to make it you, you get all the points very quickly. We do a lot of visual, um, very into graphics, and so that you can really understand. This is what I need to do. This is what's going on with me. And this is the plan, right? This is exactly what I eat. This is what I'm going to do A, B, and C, right? We give you actionable steps. So the book is available anywhere books are sold, Amazon, all that. And then to take it a step further, we actually have an online program that's about to launch where if you started with the book, but you want to go a little deeper, but you don't really want to work with somebody, it's kind of that middle step. So, we teach you all of this stuff. We go a little bit deeper and then we actually teach you what testing you might want to order. We allow you to order the testing. We teach you how to look at the testing and see what it means and then exactly what to do based on your test results. So, we try to really go and make this accessible for everybody. Whatever stage you're at with what you can do, we try to give you a tool for
1: that. Perfect. Oh, thank you so much to both of you for coming on today and not only sharing your wisdom kicking off this new year with us and really offering this incredible resource. I just want to say thank you so much.
0: Oh, yeah, thank thanks you. for having us. Yes, it was so nice meeting you finally.
1: <laughs> it was such a pleasure and congratulations both of you.
0: Thank, thank you. you.
1: Now, I can't tell you how thrilled I am that more and more women practitioners are focusing on hormone-based issues from the lens of women as women right? We need more women taking care of women because we know our bodies so much better than men do. And that's not to say that there aren't some great male doctors out there, but we need a functional approach. Now, what I love about this guide, this new book that they have, it is a functional approach from identifying the four most common root causes to hormone issues, and then easy to start protocols and recipes to boot. I'm telling you, if you are looking for a resource to tap into, no matter your age, when it comes to balancing your hormones, I want you to look no further. I'm gonna have the link to the Health Babes Guide to Balancing Your Hormones in the show notes. I highly recommend you go and grab it. If you have been struggling with some stuff and doctors aren't figuring it out and you just want just that first step, like a guide to step you in the right direction, this is a great book to add to your resource book section on specifically understanding what is going on with your body. Well, I hope you enjoyed this interview. And again, this show is all about giving you tools to upgrade your health and support your hormones in a big way. Until the next episode, have an amazing day.